there's an opportunity to come here and really meet the galleries, in many cases meet the artists, and really get sort of a deeper knowledge of uh, the art that you're interested in, the categories you're interested in, maybe be introduced to new art and new categories that you weren't aware might stimulate you, um, you know, all in the context of this kind of holistic experience where you're also eating great food and, and, you know, being out in nature if you want to, but there's really a, you can, I think there's a kind of a depth of experience that's available here that may not be available in other places that you can see and acquire art. Welcome to the Artelligence Podcast. I'm Marion Manneker, and we're going to explore the mysteries of the global art market. I recently came back from a few days in Santa Fe, where I was a guest of the Santa Fe Tourism Board. I went to see how the third largest art market in the U.S. functions. Santa Fe is best known for Site Santa Fe, the galleries on Canyon Road, and the long-running Indian market, Spanish market, and now the international folk art market, which all take place on separate weekends in July and August. To get a better sense of what art dealing is like in Santa Fe, I spoke to Mike Tansy and Barry Ellsworth. Mike is the owner of Tansy Contemporary, with galleries in Santa Fe and Denver. Mike is also a co-owner of Art Miami and its associated fairs. Barry owns the Ellsworth Gallery, which specializes in contemporary art, as well as Japanese antiques. Barry, you are the head of the Santa Fe Gallery Association, so I thought it might be good to start with you, and if you wouldn't mind sort of giving us an overview of what um, it's like to sell art in Santa Fe, with the understanding that, I mean, historically, Santa Fe has been the second biggest um, art selling uh, city in America for many years. It might have recently been overtaken by Los Angeles, but still outside of a major metropolitan center, it's been the center of the American art trade for a hundred years or more. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, you know, I'll preface this by saying that uh, I've been privately dealing art for about 12 years, but I've only had a storefront gallery in Santa Fe for about four years. So I wasn't, unfortunately, wasn't around to participate in, uh, you know, what the art trade was here 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, the same might be true of Mike. Um, and I think the picture has changed quite a bit. I think it has, as I think it has across the country and around the world. Um, you know, we're still in a fantastic location to sell art. I mean, we're, you know, we have uh, a big concentration, uh, over 200 galleries. We have, uh, you know, people who definitely come to Santa Fe just to buy art. And we have, uh, you know, um, you know, we just have such a great environment to sell art in. In a way, it's sort of like a big art fair, except that we have, you know, 300 days of brilliant sun a year. We have a lot of cultural attractions. We have wonderful restaurants. We have uh, a lot of reasons to come here as well as coming here to buy art. Um, you know, that being said, my understanding is that maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, it was enough to have a nice offering here, hang out a shingle and have collectors uh, 
walk into the gallery um, and buy art. And certainly we still do that. But I think it's becoming increasingly true for galleries here. It certainly is for us that we can't rely on walk-in as our only trade. So, you know, we have to also be putting significant time and effort into working the Internet. Uh, if one does auctions, auctions. Uh, if one does art fairs, art fairs. So I think it's become a much more complex uh, marketing situation. And I would guess this is true for galleries across the country and possibly around the world, where just being in a pri- you know, really primo art location, art market that's a 365-day-a-year market, still isn't enough. You can't really be passive and just wait for that collector to walk through the door. Of course, it happens. But... You know, we have to also be developing a lot of other avenues of sales. Mike, you own galleries in three cities, correct? Actually, no, just two, um, Santa Fe and Denver. But you're also part owner of um, a company that owns several art fairs as well. That's correct. Yeah, I, I am directly involved in, in the art fair business through uh, through the Art Miami uh, franchise, which is is Art Miami, but also is is art fairs in uh, New York, Southampton, and and Palm Beach. So, since you have such a broad perspective, not just from the cities you sell in and the art fairs in multiple uh, uh, cities, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it's like um, selling art in Santa Fe? Is there a particular kind of art that's strong? Uh, is it you know regional? Is it uh, uh, local? Is it just contemporary? And then maybe give us a sense of um, how that connects. What, what Barry was saying earlier with it not just being enough to be in, say, uh, a capital like Santa Fe any longer. Yeah, you know, basically, I, I I'm in agreement with with everything that that Barry has said about the transition that's happened to the gallery dealer business. Uh, you know, sort of across the country, uh, you know, we all can sort of look back and recognize that that the the traditional gallery model kind of peaked in 2006, and uh, you know, since then, uh, you know, we went through the recession of 2008-2009, um, and what emerged on the other side of that, I think, looked a little different in terms of how people had to had had to reach collectors. But with that said, I mean, Santa Fe does uh, retain a very unique position. Um, it has, uh, you know, a very established audience in terms of uh, traditional markets. Uh, Indian market has been going on for decades at this point and brings a unique audience into, into the city. The folk art market is, is another unique offering that brings... 25,000 people who are interested in that particular type of art into into the city. Um, and there is there is definite overlap in terms of the collector base. So Santa Fe is is still a you know a geographic destination for uh, art collectors. Um, I think historically, if you look at, at subject matter, it's had a very strong Western art presence, a very strong Native American presence. And a strong, uh, a, a strong, uh, you know, sort of modern and contemporary presence. Um, that I think is 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 continuing to be to be very strong, and it continues to be 
a real destination for uh, that that uh, you know that those close-in markets. So there, you know, there there continues to be a, a lot of collector traffic that comes to Santa Fe from uh, California, Texas, Colorado, uh, and and to a lesser extent, we do continue to see a very steady stream of New Yorkers who spend chunks of time in Santa Fe. But unlike an art fair, there's no coordinated, you know, VIP program or even timed effort to concentrate those visitors. So you have a, a kind of ebb and flow and it's a little bit um, happenstance who shows up. Does that change the way you run your gallery program? Um, it does a little bit. I mean, certainly uh, you, you don't think about it from uh you know from the perspective that you do when you're you're dealing with that that sort of concentrated program development for a four day period at an art fair um what you're trying to do is take a look at who is actually uh coming into the the Santa Fe market at at different times throughout the year so there are big event points that have uh, you know, specific collector characteristics that you want to try and focus on. Uh, Indian market is big. The opera, when the opera launches uh, and during opera season, you see a different kind of, uh, you see a different kind of collector in the, in, in the marketplace. When uh, Site Santa Fe is dealing with their, uh, you know, sort of flagship uh, exhibitions, you're going to see some different people who come in who support the site uh, program, uh, who support it from a financial standpoint, and we we sort of know who those people are. So um, you know you're going to deal with slightly different focus in terms of the programs that you stage in your gallery, based on who you know is going to be the audience in in, in the city during those during those periods. Uh, so it doesn't work quite like a, an art fair where you're trying to promote directly to, uh, you know, a, a, a particular segment of the collector market in a particular geographic region. It's 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 much more about looking at who is going to be uh, the the main focus of 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 your program for certain parts of the year. It continues to be a very seasonal market. Um, you know, it is a market that uh, is very heavily biased towards towards uh, the summer months. So it is it is a, a June through September, October market in terms of overall focus. And is that what you were talking about, Barry, that um, because it's seasonal that, that way you have to develop a kind of a counter-programming for uh, finding places to sell either virtually by reaching out to uh, clients or going to art fairs in that time when people aren't coming into Santa Fe? Yes, very much so. I mean, if every month was August in Santa Fe, we'd just be worried about, uh, you know, having enough sales staff on hand. Um, but it does, it gives us that downtime to focus on other things, uh, on other outlets for the work. And I, I think, as Mike said, it's very, you know, understanding your, your client, understanding your collector and what to present at what time of year, you know, is, is really important. You know, as, as much as it is, understanding you know when you go to an art fair understanding the collectors who are going to frequent that art fair so that you present 
the right part of your program to appeal to those collectors. And, you know, that's sort of an ongoing, that's sort of a moving target as far as I'm concerned. I think we spend a lot of time kind of trying to understand uh, those collectors, what they want, and really present something that's going to be, you know, both of interest and, and also challenging, also something maybe a little different than they see somewhere else. And, you know, and now we also have, we have, kind of an expansion of interest because we have so much. I mean, we have these sort of traditional Western galleries like Owings Gallery, which really presents sort of the best in historical Tao school and Western art. I mean, just beautiful things. You know, we have wonderful contemporary galleries, uh, Mike's Gallery, galleries in the rail yard, many galleries like that. And, you know, we also now, we have Site Santa Fe, we have Meow Wolf and a whole new area of Santa Fe developing on Silo Road tends to be younger artists, younger gallerists, more collective oriented. But this gives collectors an opportunity not just to see the traditional art downtown, but also to go and see this amazing, uh, you know, I don't know how many uh, tens of thousands of square feet, you know, artist installation with ongoing performances uh, out on Siler. So we really have four distinct art districts. We have Canyon Road, which is the traditional district where Mike's gallery is, a lot of other wonderful galleries are. Downtown, where my gallery is, a lot of other galleries there. The recently developed rail yard, which tends to have some bigger gallery space, some more of the contemporary galleries, Charlotte Jackson, evoke contemporary galleries like that. Lou Allen is there. Uh, that's right next to site. And then a short trip uh, out uh, Cerritos, so we have the Silo Road District with Meow Wolf and uh, a lot of sort of smaller startup galleries and collectives. So there's really an immense amount of breadth and scope uh, for for collectors to see when they come to Santa Fe, they could easily spend you know a week or more here and really not have not have seen anything. Um, and there there is sort of something for everyone. I mean, you know, in terms of price point, uh, in terms of um, styles and schools of work and focus. So you know, I think we offer that there isn't a single entity sort of curating the experience, and there isn't a single kind of VIP tent. Um, but, you know, I think people come here and between wonderful restaurants, great hotels, and this, you know, this really broad, uh, art experience and including the museums as well. Of course, we have a lot of fine museums, you know, it's really an opportunity for them to pick and choose and sort of curate their own holistic experience, both of seeing art, buying art, you know, eating regional cuisine, uh, learning about uh, the local cultures, the Native American culture, the Spanish, Northern New Mexican culture, as well as the really rich history of arts here. Um, you mentioned uh, Meow Wolf and this emergence of um, uh, young artists, and it, it made me, uh, well, wonder about two things. One, where the population of the artists that you and the rest of the galleries represent live are they are they sort of regional mostly or are they from all over the country and then sort of secondarily you know you think of santa fe as being you know a, a bit of a resort city it's been it's a, a lot of people with second homes it's a sort of a famous place to escape the heat in the uh the summer especially with the opera and all is there a a, a growing community of people you know young artists living in the area because there's galleries and representation Santa Fe has always been been uh, you know a, 
destination for artists going all the way back to George O'Keefe. Uh, and and I think that there are sort of, uh, you know, sort of very supportive characteristics in the community that make it attractive uh, to artists. I think one of the things that's always been a struggle has been trying to figure out uh, exactly how much how much support for the art community is going to come from public sources. What's the state going to do? What is the city going to do? Um, but I think the, uh, Millwolf is a, is a perfect example of something where the city rallied around a concept that was going to provide employment for about 100, 150 artists as they went through that, that process uh, and are continuing to put money behind uh, the, uh, the, the overall expansion of that program so that it can grow outside of Santa Fe while remaining based in Santa Fe. So there is, uh, you know, there's a real focus uh, in the community itself with groups like Creative Santa Fe, which is tightly allied with SIGHT, to be able to provide opportunities for artists to be able to survive in the community. Um, I think that from a gallery standpoint, um, yes, there are definitely a lot of local artists that are represented in, in, uh, in, in the galleries. But I think, you know, you look at a very, you know, a very broad based uh, area of, of, of sort of representation. I mean, I, just in terms of our, our gallery, um, we represent uh, approximately 35 artists. Um, only three of those are Santa Fe based. Um, and, uh, you know, we actually have, uh, I think, four artists who are from Sydney, Australia. So, you know, it's not it's not something that we focus on in terms of saying it's going to be, you know, it's going to be locally uh, supported artists. Uh, and I'm sure, Barry, your 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 sort of breakdown is very similar in terms of in terms of the kind of art that you represent in the gallery. Uh, actually, actually, a little different. Um, we I'd say about half of our artists are northern New Mexico based. Um, we're not really uh, looking for art that necessarily has a southwestern sensibility. We're looking more for an international uh, sensibility and aesthetic in the art. Um, I think that uh, with the exception of a couple of northern New Mexico-based young artists, we're expecting our more mid-career artists to, you know, to have a national or international uh, presence and representation. We're not looking for a mid-career artist who only shows or is only shown in Santa Fe. We're looking for somebody who, you know, shows in New York, shows in the East, shows in the West, ideally shows abroad, ideally. So we feel like there's a, you know, there's a deep pool of talent here. Obviously one has to be selective. Um, but we are looking, uh, you know, for people who have chosen to live here, Perhaps they grew up here or they've chosen to live here for the reasons that many of us have, you know, the rich cultural environment, the rich natural environment. But they're really pursuing an art career on a national or international level. And I gather that Site Santa Fe has a program that does sort of fabrication with uh, established mid-career artists where uh, sort of almost like a fellowship, they'll have them come in and they'll do, you know, fabricate some large-scale uh, project that might not get done uh, otherwise. We're looking at doing a uh, graffiti and street art show, uh, probably mainly originally New York-based artists. And as a part of that, we may do uh, a few 
you know, um, commission local pieces, maybe pieces that people can watch being executed. We haven't really firmed up plans on that. That's one thing we do have in the pipeline. Because it it certainly seems like you've got some of the basic elements and Meow Wolf's a good uh, sort of directional uh, part of that, mm-hmm. that, you know, this uh, emphasis towards not just the art as a, an object, but the participating in an overall uh, experience, whether it's going to an art fair or coming to uh, Santa Fe during a specific uh, uh, event, that there's more and more, and, and maybe Mike, you can sort of comment uh, on this, that that's so much of the experience of buying is connecting it to um, a time-based uh, event rather than necessarily people searching for particular works. No, I think that's absolutely true. And, I, and you know, the, the history of, of uh, Santa Fe is, is, is one that is evolving down that path. I mean, it is very event-driven, um, you know, and, and even when you look at the program at, at site, it's very event driven. Um, you know, these, you know, programs that have been put on there over the course of the last, I mean, they had a traditional uh, sort of biennial focus in terms of the, the, uh, the exhibitions that they put, they put on. And more and more of those are being, uh, you know, commissioned by the curators. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a growing focus uh, in, in Santa Fe. And, and, you know, it is becoming, uh, you know, a, a magnet uh, for those kind of events also. I mean, you're seeing, uh, you know, the, the, the Merwolf brand, um, you know, extend as, you know, as, as far away as, uh, you know, sort of Phoenix area and the Denver area. People are making specific trips down there just to visit. Uh, same thing, you know, with 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 site, it really is, uh, you know, it is a national magnet when they put together one of their one of their major programs. Um, but it is it's, it's a big part of of uh, you know the, what Santa Fe is doing in the market today. So. I guess at over 200 galleries, you're you're at a fairly sort of high water mark, at least for the number of, um, of you know businesses selling art. How how big do you think this can get? I mean, you mentioned earlier that you know you've got sort of the fourth section of town uh, opening with galleries. The the rail yard certainly you know has room to grow, especially as. Um, uh, site opens, uh, you know, in its expanded uh, form and all. Is this sort of peak Santa Fe, or is there a next phase where this can grow into? I think it, I think it evolves. I, I mean, I, I I don't think it I don't think it gets hugely bigger, um, but I think that there will be a you know a sort of uh, the, you know sort of constant reestablishment of of what represents the base. Um, you know the 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 city itself um, is is sort of constrained in terms in terms of overall overall capacity. Um, you know it's it's a small city. It's got a population of about seventy thousand. There's only so much it can <laughs> you know so much so many more people it can accommodate. Uh, but I think that you you'll see a, there's not a lot of hotel space uh, uh, as well. I mean, there's capacity, totally. but but not infinite uh, hotel space. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I think that you know you you continue to see, uh, you know, an evolution in what's going on without it getting, 
you know, that much bigger. Um, you know, but uh, it, 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 it continues to uh, develop new, uh, new initiatives that draw different audiences. I, I think one of the one of the big things that we've seen is, um, you know, with the evolution of or the the, the starting uh, you know development in the Silo Road area, you're seeing a younger demographic. Uh, you know, with Mayorwolf, you're seeing a younger demographic, um, and and so there's there's going to be a continuous change, I think, in terms of the kind of art experience that you can expect to see in Santa Fe. And I think we're, you know, we're not necessarily looking for more, but we're looking for world class across a number of categories. So that my ideal would be that Santa Fe is a place where a collector can come and experience, you know, world class contemporary, world class. We've always had world class, you know, Southwestern world class. You know, I happen to do also uh, Asian, Japanese art, several other galleries do, world-class tribal, uh, Meow Wolf, world-class installation performance. So my feeling is that our brand uh, is linked historically and needs to continue to be linked to to world-class quality art and that we can um, expand that across categories so that, you know, we we really support our galleries who are representing really the best of what's available in that category. Is there something you think you need to do to be able to, um, you know, help that evolution uh, along? I think that, you know, I think it's a matter of um, having, you know, continuing and having the uh, publicity to let people know that this is what's happening in Santa Fe, uh, to bring people back who maybe you're familiar with Santa Fe representing world-class art in the Southwestern category and draw their attention to the fact that they can also acquire things that uh, are world-class in many other categories that might, you know, might be of interest to them. And also that when they walk into a gallery here, uh, they're much more so than they can probably do in New York or London. They're going to actually be able to talk to gallery staff, possibly the gallery owner, you know, who's a wealth of knowledge in these categories. So, and even more so than at, at an art fair where, you know, people are, the galleries are often so, you know, busy just trying to uh, keep up with, with uh, you know, demand that they don't have a lot of time. There's an opportunity to come here and really meet the galleries, in many cases meet the artists, and really get sort of a deeper knowledge of uh, the art that you're interested in, the categories you're interested in, maybe be introduced to new art and new categories that you weren't aware might stimulate you, Um, you know, all in the context of this uh, kind of holistic experience where you're also eating great food and, and, you know, being out in nature if you want to. But there's really a, you can, I think there's a kind of a depth of experience that's available here that may not be available in other places that you can see and acquire art. And, and what do your peers or your constituents, uh, um, uh, look for, or, you know, what, what's the thing that, 
everyone would like to see happen uh, a better way to attract the, the those people either through events or um you know uh, uh, uh site santa fe's you know uh, uh shows or is there something else of you know sort of pooling interests and marketing to bring people uh together or bring up the whole level of uh, quality there's a there's a general uh a general feeling that you know, we need to continue to uh, communicate the message that Santa Fe really is an art destination. Um, you know, I think that uh, it has been viewed differently and the perception, the brand of Santa Fe has evolved over time uh, to one where it is um, maybe a little bit less focused on, on what you see here from, uh, from an art destination standpoint. Um, and I think that's, that's something that, that, you know, we are looking at ways to work collectively across the gallery community and with, with both the city and the state to be able to ensure that that message doesn't get lost, uh, given the, the wealth of other, uh, you know, sort of tourist opportunities that exist in the Santa Fe area. Well, it is very clear when you're out there that uh, I think, you know, uh, this comparison to it being a permanent art fair run at a more humane pace that allows you to mix both what one one likes about an art fair with uh, the rest of a vacation is uh, uh, an appealing idea. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're not going to compete with the latest new art fair um, we're not going to compete with the excitement of the auction floor. Uh, so, you know, but I think what we're offering, really, we're offering the same quality uh, at, at, and more depth. Yeah, I think more, more variety and more accessibility uh, than, uh, than a lot of, uh, you know, sort of competing, uh, certainly, certainly compared to, to art fairs and some of the other markets. Is it a very different experience to uh, walk into a Chelsea gallery uh, than it is to walk into, uh, you know, a rail yard gallery, which might look very similar? But I think that the the level of uh, sort of interaction that you're going to find in Santa Fe is very different. Well, it certainly feels like in in New York, the street level galleries are. Um, uh, beginning to disappear and we're getting you know uh, global galleries with outposts in Chelsea and maybe uptown in New York and then in London and so forth but yep. a lot of the individual galleries it, it are either moving upstairs to, off the street ve- venue or, or not holding exhibitions or or running their programs around art fairs uh and that I think that's one of the things that that makes the growth uh, uh, of Santa Fe, uh, combined with its historical um, role as an art center, uh, so interesting. It it is very located in place, but it's also quite the cosmopolitan um, city. Absolutely, I mean you've got street level accessibility in a way that you don't have uh, in in New York today, and and that's just you know it's just economics in terms of what what drives that. I mean galleries can't afford to be uh, at, at street level and certainly middle market galleries can't afford to be there. Um, and that's a very different, a very different experience that, that you're going to, 
that, that, that you're going to have and benefit. The fact that art has become so ubiquitous and is now accepted as a major driver uh, uh, economically, there there isn't a, a major reason that your your art has to be bought in uh, Paris or New York or uh, London or Hong Kong. Uh, and, you, you know, these things don't always happen by plan, but certainly Santa Fe seems to have a lot of the right ingredients. You know, the point I'd like to, to make is that, um, you know, despite the fact that, that you know, you're seeing, um, uh, you know, outposts from some of the major international galleries sprouting up in Los Angeles, um, and, uh, you know, you're starting to see, uh, you know, sort of a, an emerging market in L.A., Santa Fe continues to be a very important destination for the western half of the U.S. Um, you know, people come to Santa Fe uh, because they're attempting to, uh, you know, get access to a large, a, a large, uh, diverse uh, group of artworks, and I think that 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 works very effectively. And I, I think it's 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 important when you when you look at that and when you look at what could be happening to the growth characteristics in Santa Fe going forward is that, you know, where you look at the United States in particular, the, um, the growth of, uh, you know, high net worth individuals and very high net worth individuals who are the people we're all chasing, uh, you know, is expanding much more rapidly in the Western United States than it is in any other part of the country. You know, I think it has uh, sort of real legs as we, uh, you know, as we see the, the, the market evolve over the course of the next five or 10 years. There's, there's a lot of wealth creation. And, you know, I think we're a unique destination, not just for the established collector, but also for the new collector, the person who wants to find out what kind of art uh, resonates with them, wants to get more information about it, what doesn't want this high barrier to entry and, you know, difficulty of access that they might experience in New York or that they might experience in London or Hong Kong. And, you know, they can, they can start out here. They can keep coming back here. It's a place to learn. It's a place to dive in to sort of the depth and groundedness of the art. A fair amount of the art is created fairly close to here. And, you know, I think it's a good place for people to start out and to keep coming back to and where they can also combine, you know, that they can see art, they can buy art, and they can also experience a lot of the other really unique things in the United States that Santa Fe has to offer. Are you under the impression that that since uh, 2008, 2009, in the last, you know, seven or eight years, that there has been a significant change in uh, the sort of dealing community there? I came in you know, uh, to having a street front gallery, you know, very soon after the recession of 08. And I think that changed a lot of things here. I think it, you know, it really, it winnowed out a number of galleries who just couldn't make it when, um, you know, that sort of robust uh, walk-in trade dried up. You know, short-term it dried up, I think, maybe because of fear after the recession. But I think, you know, that was concurrent with, you know, really people starting to buy art on the internet, you know, more people starting to buy art at auction so that, you know, we really had to, as galleries had to have a presence uh, beyond Santa Fe and kind of build our presence and reputation uh, nationally and internationally. So, you know, my, my impression is that there's been a shakeout 
Uh, and you also have a number of galleries that were very successful, very good galleries where, you know, the principals are retiring. Um, you know, the, the slight dip that they saw after the recession was maybe a good excuse to, you know, to kind of, and, and you have some examples of that, like, um, you know, Sandy Zane of Zane Bennett, a wonderful gallery here. And she moved Zane Bennett's business online and very generously gave a space to students from the Santa Fe Community College, which is actually the leading community college in the country and has a wonderful art program to show on Canyon Road, and then opening a gallery called Form and Concept, which is, you know, very focused on um, younger artists, uh, alternative art forms, uh, some kind of art that's not, you know, particularly object-oriented, uh, performance, uh, you know, so I think you really see both coming from, you know, you see an influx of younger artists who want to live here. I think also as it becomes less essential for younger artists to be in New York or maybe in LA, they feel they can build a career from Santa Fe and, you know, it's an attractive place to live. It's not nearly as expensive to live in in New York. And you also see support from the existing gallery community, um, you know, to build, uh, a kind of a, you know, to, to extend and increase the vibrancy of the art scene here. It seems to dovetail with this much broader trend of people wanting to, to uh, participate in art in some way as an experience. Yes. It doesn't surprise me that, that there's the opportunity for a place like Santa Fe to sort of redefine what its role is in, a, in the kind of world where people are looking for de destinations to go to, especially if, yeah. if that, you know, many of the galleries there are also participating in art fairs in one form or another. Exactly. And, and many are. Um, yeah. And, and I think to, you know, I think to understand and cultivate that new generation of collectors uh, who, you know, have, have the means or will have the means to collect. And, and what are they interested in? You know, the, the, the conventional wisdom is that they're a little more oriented towards experience and a little less oriented acquiring objects. But I think that if they, you know, if the object is embedded in experience, that strengthens its appeal. So if you can, you know, if you can go to a northern New Mexico Pueblo and see these very authentic culture that survived great uh, peril for, you know, for 400 years and continues to thrive, um, you know, you, it, owning an object from that culture or from, you know, from any culture you might be interested in becomes more meaningful, I think. And, you know, it's not just the acquisition of a luxury object. It's actually supporting a community. It's, you know, whether that's a community of um, native peoples, it's a community of, you know, young artists, uh, and, it's, and it's participating. It's, it's being a part of that and it's being a part of the experience. And I think we offer that in a way that, you know, outlets where the object is, you know, totally disconnected from its source, uh, in all cases, maybe do less. No, and you certainly, uh, it feels like Santa Fe is becoming a juncture between the Indian uh, market, the Spanish mar market, and now the international folk art mar market of really making that connection between artifacts and their creators uh, and, and embedding those into a sort of deeper history, which uh, it seems to me adds to the value and understanding of of art 
just made as a um, you know a cultural object uh, for a lot of um, uh, collectors. Right, and you know, as, I mean, there may be at some point sort of a fatigue with art as commodity. You know, I mean, this is a concept that's really gripped our imagination for the last ten years or so. And, you know, it's, it's been great. It's, it's driven a fantastic market, a fantastic explosion and interest in art. But if at some point there's sort of a fatigue in that, there may be sort of a return to, to roots and to a sense of groundedness uh, and the groundedness of the object and, and a deeper understanding of uh, the object you are actually acquiring. No, I think that's, that's a good place to stop, uh, Barry. That's yeah, very well said. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. This is a very interesting. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Mike, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Artelligence Podcast. Visit us at artmarketmonitor.com. 